Hey there, and welcome to episode two of Puckin' Dirty. I'm David. Uh, I have a motley crew here of my friends now. I have uh, my producer, Ryan, of course, as always. Uh, my, fr- my friend, uh, Eric Dunkel, and my other friend, Chris Schwank. How you guys Hello. doing? I'm glad to have you guys on the show here. Talk some puck. Uh, how was your guys' weekend? How was Halloween? I saw one of you, at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe. How Good. Had a nice big party. Blew up the uh, projector screen. Watched some uh-huh. hockey games. Watched Michigan, Michigan State versus Michigan. Football. Good weekend. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I alluded to it earlier. I, I uh, had some some of our buddies over Schwank. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. man, blur of a night, a, honestly. <laughs> it was a good time. Good night, um, good time. I, uh, me and Chelsea went to two different parties, and I had. We're vampires, so I had these vampire fangs in, and oh. she bought them, and they just didn't work. So, like, literally, anytime I, like, went to go take drink a beer, one would just fall out, and she'd have to, like, try to re-glue it back in. Oh. And I just said, I'm just not, I'm just not doing this anymore. If it's gonna, like, impede me drinking, I'm just not <laughs> a vampire anymore. <laughs> so, that's how that night went. Oh, well, that's yeah. pretty fun, though. That's I wore that. a hockey jersey for the second year in a row. Wow, very creative. <laughs> I went as a hippie. I wore one, too. I went yeah, as uh, this guy right here as Yarmir Yager. I had the um, yeah. I went and I got a wig, and I had a, like a similar problem to Ryan in that it kept getting in the way. I haven't had yeah. long hair since I was in like the ninth grade, so I forgot how annoying <laughs> it was. Uh, well, you almost won the the costume contest. We had a almost. costume contest. You know, Honestly, I was honest. Got a lot of votes. I I was surprised. I was won? honest and did not vote for myself. I voted for the guy who won. If I had been a jerk, we would have. Oh, that's that's fair. Uh, Dan won as undercover uh, Superman. He was Clark Kent. Like, Using the same T-shirt he's been wearing for like 15 years. Yeah, for as long as I've known him. Yeah. If I was there, I would have gave it to him just solely because he hasn't shaved his beard off in like over a year and a half. Yeah. Like he did for that costume. I'd vote for him for that. Just for that alone. That's fair. That's dedication. I was surprised to see both him and Toby. Without a beard, I was like, "What are you guys doing? What? You guys call each other?" They're like, "No, <laughs> of course not." Uh, but to to get things rolling here, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about last night's games. Uh, first, first, and the most interesting one I think was the Red Wings versus uh, Buffalo. Dunkle, I know you you followed both these teams a little clo- more closely. Buffalo won eight to three. Delkovich was in net. Honestly, he looked. Like kind of bad. Uh, Comrie was in net for the, the Sabers. Tage Thompson with six points, three goals. I mean, is this guy legit? Like twelve points in nine games. I mean, Thompson has been up and coming for a couple of years. I think he's a stud personally, and he's massive. So yeah, yeah he's a big dude. Plus, I'm really liking the uh, the latest uh, group of prospects coming in who are just massive. And they can move, too. They're not just your stereotypical power forward that's just standing around waiting for the puck, bodying people. They they can move. That's scary. That's a scary team right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I was wondering, like, you know, with, with Buffalo actually, like, signing some big pieces, like, when are they actually going to open up their playoff window? Because... As of right now, I think they're in the one of the top five teams in the standing. So, 
I, I actually don't have that pulled up, but they've been climbing my uh, power ranking, so, I mean. I mean, I, I really like looking at um, strength of schedule rankings. Oh, that's, that, that's a good call. Um, Buffalo's had a, an average uh, start to the season. Um, they're not, they haven't really, they've, they've played some good teams. They've played some dog water teams. Um, Happens. You know, yeah. I, I think they're going to be, they're, I think they're in a very similar situation to the Red Wings in that they're, they're sort of right on that fringe, maybe another year or two, need to develop a couple more guys, get a little bit more deep on defense. Um, both of those are true for both teams, in my opinion. They both just mm-hmm. need that depth, need that defensive depth. Goalies are also experience. Goalies are also kind of a question, at least for Buffalo. Comrie has like never really been a starter anywhere, and I think Craig yeah. Anderson's like forty years old. Like Buffalo really needs uh, Luke Conan to step up. Um, I think he probably needs another year or two. But Wings got some good guys. I mean Nedeljkovic and. Huso are both good young guys. Um, you know, they got them both signed, I think, for another three years, I want to say. Pretty good tandem to lock up for yeah. that match. Um, and they got them both locked in for, I think, under $8 million. Probably. Uh, um, I just, I just so you can't, so. can't beat that. Um, and then they also got the young guy, uh, Casa, down in Grand Rapids. He's been having a tough start in the minors, though. Um, he's still really young though. I think he's like 21. He's got a lot of time. Well, yeah, I mean, they've been rebuilding forever. I hope they can actually just field a team, you know? Um, but yeah, just, uh, eight, eight to three that game was, I mean, we can talk a little bit more in the power rankings about some of these other teams as well. Um, but Washington played Carolina, uh, Carolina won three, two in the shootout. Ovi scores his 785th goal. So, that, uh, the ranking. He's number three right now, but I think if I uh, read the stat right, that's the most scored with one franchise ever, or at least maybe one yeah, behind right. Gordy House, so or something like that. You know, it 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 was something crazy. I don't even know if the stat was true, but I was like, holy shit, this guy scores a lot of goals. He's almost at 800 already. Um, yeah, I mean, the only people ahead of him are is it Gretzky and Howe. I, I think it is. I I, I know it is. Uh, no, it might be Lemieux, actually. No, he's ahead of Lemieux. Is he? Yeah. He's got like 750 or something like that. Yeah, See, I looked this up, that. and I didn't write it down. That's how big of a bum I am. Yeah, it's Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe. Lemieux's got 690. It's Gordie Howe and Wayne. He's going to probably beat Gordie this season, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that the... The Capitals are great teams here, but once again, I'll get I'll save some of this talk for the power rankings. But I mean, I would love to see him break records. I think that's just cool. Hockey records being broken is a good thing for the sport. I don't. I yeah, I don't. I don't dumb. like the guy, but I respect the hell out of him. Yeah, like I mean, he's been a pen rival, Penn's rival forever. It's at this point hard to hate him because I I don't think he ever did anything extremely dirty, but definitely like to hate him as well. Um. Moving on to the last last game of last night, it was the Kings versus the Blues. Kings win 5-1. Uh, Gabriel Velarde is, is, I think, I don't know if he's a rookie, but he's a young guy. That Not a rookie, but football. he's a younger guy. He's looking good. Yeah, he, he has, I think, maybe six goals, six assists. I have him on my fantasy team. Maybe it's four goals, six assists in like 10 games. 
Uh, and he's playing well. Uh, Kings kind of inconsistent, though. They're 5-5. Five and five. Uh, The Blues, I mean, ever since they had that one really good defensive game against uh, the Oilers, which they, like, completely shut down, like, their team, their offense, they've kind of sucked, and they've lost four games in a row. So maybe they look to change up a little bit. I don't know, but definitely something something weird over there. Um, It's been weird over there, weird over here, too. I mean, yeah, Penn's – I was going to leave it for the power rankings, which, honestly, we can kind of just shift over to that now. I, I just wanted to recap those uh, those games. But the power rankings, I, I don't know if you guys uh, are operating off the same list I have, but I, my list is, like, a tiered list with, uh, like, the closest to, like, the word being, like, the best in that uh, division, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, so – if we want to just go off, I guess we can all, you know, just maybe list off their, some of our best teams, elite teams, top teams. Chris Schwank, Mr. Schwank, you want to, you got any teams you want to list off? You got uh, anything? I'm looking at your list here and uh, categories. I think you, I think you're cutting out there yeah. a little bit. Yeah, can we turn your volume up a little bit? Yeah, we can react off my list if if you guys want. I can even start listing it if uh, if that's all right. Um, I have in the elite right now um, Boston, uh, Boston Bruins, Col- Colorado Avalanche, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Edmonton Oilers, and the New York Rangers. It just so happened that these teams all seem to be from a different division, but it kind of just worked out. I mean, I feel like those are some of the best teams are playing the best right now. Hardest teams to beat, uh, right there. You know, I that's that's a good that's a good list. I think uh, Calgary needs to be up there. Um, they've they're five and two right now. Yeah. 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 Five. Five and two. Uh, they've played Colorado, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Edmonton, Vegas, Edmonton twice, and Buffalo. They've had a hell of a <laughs> schedule, and they've beaten every single one of those teams except for Buffalo. Wow, yeah. That and is losing pretty, Buffalo, that you just chalk that up to a bad night. Yeah, they really did like reset the roster well. I mean, I'm surprised. I honestly expected this team to suck this year, but what do I know about hockey? I guess I, I definitely uh, I agree. They could probably even replace uh, Edmonton it, even. Cause I, they I don't believe probably don't, had the toughest schedule in the league this year. I mean, so I, far yeah. away. And I, I just don't believe in Edmonton's defense or like goalies at all still. And I believe more in, you know, Calgary's. Uh, if you're, yeah. if we're touching on that elite bracket again, um, yeah, go for it. Boston has had one of the weakest schedules in the league. That's true. They, they are eight and one. Um, and they've played teams like Arizona, Ottawa, Anaheim, Detroit, Columbus. Jackets, yeah. Um, the only two teams they've really been tested against is Minnesota and Florida. Um, I believe – I want to say they beat Florida. Um, they did beat Florida. They also beat the Stars, who I'd shout out as a, a better performing team as of, like, the start. The yeah, team. sure. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't really think they've been tested yet. Um, I, I still think at the end of the year they're – 
they're a playoff team, but mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know. I don't think they're going to be top of the top of the seating by end of the year. Twink, if your audio is working, you want to hop in here? Yeah, for sure. Um, you pro Boston? Is it working now? It's yeah, good. you sound all a lot right. better. Cool. Thank you very All right, good. All right, so I'm looking here at great. the list, and um, thank you. <laughs> I find it interesting, or at least a surprise so far this season, that we got um, Toronto on the fringe category here. Um, yeah. I actually didn't know until today I was looking at because, you know, I haven't been too up on the NHL because I didn't, you know, know I was going to be on podcast to a little bit ago. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the Maple Leafs being in the fringe category is interesting because I heard that the, it's not going well in Toronto right now. And I don't know how much of that is just, you know, classic Toronto m- media. It's like, oh, my God, they're not perfect. So we're going to just cause a huge hoopla over what's going on here. But I'm going to look up. It's a little bit of both. Again. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, some of their top guys aren't scoring nearly mm-hmm. as much. Like Austin Matthews, he scored, what, 60-some goals last year? He has three through ten games. I feel like some of the panic is is due because, it, I mean, you keep paying for a top team and you're not getting it. Something's going to have to budge. I, you probably should have pulled the trigger after last year's fiasco, you know. Well, the, the problem is they're so good on paper, right? I mean, like, you look you look at the roster, and it's a really good-looking roster. It um, is. The, their problem right now, they're they're not scoring. Uh, the bigger gap in their system right now, I believe, is defense. Defense is just not as elite as their offense, um, which is, I mean, a big problem. I mean, they, they can score five goals, but if the other team scores six, you, you know, it's no, it's no good, and, yeah, I mean, and they're not even yeah. scoring to begin with right now. So, you know, it, it definitely sucks. Problem. Matt Murray got hurt really, I think, in their first game. I mean, on paper, he's probably better than that Eric Calgren guy. I think he's Eric Calgren. I mean, who knows? Murray's been kind of bad since he's left the Penguins, but who knows? I mean, this Calgren guy, I think, it's kind of garbage for what it's worth. I've seen him in fantasy last year. Had him a few times. He got burned. I was like, yeah, this guy is. How's how's Sam off doing? He's good. He's uh he's four wins, two losses, nine two save percentage. Like, I mean, what more could you ask? But I mean, he's definitely better than Calgary. <laughs> and not so sure about Murray. When it comes to the defense in Toronto, I I was hearing a rumor earlier today that Barry Trotz. Um, would want to be the coach in uh, Toronto. He said it would be interesting or something along those lines to play to coach an original six team. And that just kind of started the rumor mill going about him being the coach there. Do you think that if he was, that would almost inherently help out their defensive problems? Because look at what he did for Washington years ago, a team that was this big offensive juggernaut, but then every year, they get to the playoffs and they get eliminated, whether it's by the Penguins or somebody else. And a lot of it came down to defense. And then he got them to play a system that got them to their first Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if how much of an impact that would make in Toronto. I I think that's a great idea. I mean, I, I mean, they're definitely going to be looking for a shakeup in coaching pretty soon. I think I don't think 
uh, they're going to rely on their current guy much longer. Sheldon, I think um, Sheldon Keith. So Sheldon Keith, uh, I yeah. think that's his name. Him and uh, the yeah. GM, I can't remember his name now. I'm, I'm bad with names, all right? But they, they're like buddies going back to like high school days, like coaching together or something like that. So I'm not surprised he hasn't been canned. Uh, oh my god, I can see this guy's face. I just I don't I can't remember his name, the GM of Toronto. But uh, like I feel like at this point, like wh- when's enough's enough? Like your team seems Dubis. like I mean it seems Dubis, yes, Dubis. Kyle Dubis. It seems like there's like maybe there's a cancer in the locker room. I don't know. Like it, it just doesn't seem like this team plays like playoff style hockey that that wins. I mean. I, I like I, their guys. I think it's, it's the sad part. I like Mar- Marner yeah. and, you know, Matthews. I, John Tavares, I don't mind him, but I, I think he's kind of overpaid at this point. But that's, I, that's I mean, I think Chris thing. does have a good point. I think a shift in coaching style would benefit them greatly. They just – they got to find their defense. They got to mm-hmm. find They got to find out how they can buff their defense. Without, I mean, they on, like I said, on paper, they got a really solid team. They got big names. Um the defense is starting to get a little older, um, but you got to think there's more left in the tank in that defense. You know, there's there's got to be a way for them to turn that defense into something solid and make I, a run yeah. with it. Because, like I said, they got the offense. It's not scoring right now, but it's only a matter of time. Yeah, that's also fair. I was going to say, I wonder how long their offense can be this snake bitten. No one on their team, I'm looking, has above five goals through ten games. I mean, two people, Tavares and Nylander, are a point per game. It's I figure there's some puck luck there, but defense probably needs to be changed or something needs to be addressed there. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's really all I got for Toronto. I mean, I, I wish them better. I can't put them any higher than fringe playoff team right now because I just don't really see them as a playoff team, they're not well, that's, to that standard. That's what our rankings are, right? They change yeah. every week. They're supposed to be fluctuating, exactly. Um, that was the fringe category. I guess we can just, you know, stick with this fringe category. Why not? Um, I also have, you know, the Sabres in here, Flyers, Devils. Um, there's a lot of Metro teams in here. There's also the Blues, the Capitals, the Wild, the Red Wings. I mean, any you guys think anything like you know is extreme there you think well yeah you know i i hate to be that guy and i really don't want to be that guy but philly is surprising yeah i know they uh you know they have no expectations coming to the season i was looking at the teams they've played they've had a really tough schedule um they've played tampa they've played carolina They've played Florida. They beat Tampa, beat Carolina, beat Florida, and lost to Florida in a second game. They got Rangers and Toronto upcoming. If they can get past those two and come away with at least a win out of that, that's something. Because, yeah. like I said, this is not a team that had any expectations coming in, like bottom of the barrel. And maybe that's what they needed, that and torts to really just, like, slap them into shape, you know, like. And on top of that, a lot they're from missing from they're missing yeah. Coach Arie. And Kevin Kevin Hayes, who I picked up on the waiver wire in our league, no big deal, is at a point per game. And I was like, holy shit, this dude is going off for the, these boys. And, I mean, he was supposed to be, like, a number one center when they got him, when, like, two years ago. He just played, like, ass last year. 
but that whole yeah, team he's, ass last year. He's a number two center at his best. I definitely think his contract isn't overpaid, but Philly and overpays are they go yeah, hand in hand, hand, right? Name a better yeah. duo. You can name like four players on that team that are definitely overpaid. And another player that's missing from them that's interesting is just Ryan Ellis. I don't know if he's like played more than like 30 games as a flyer. Uh, he's been riddled with injuries. I think yeah. he's he's supposed to be out all year too, isn't he, or something like um, that? Something crazy. It's it's definitely <clears throat> interesting. I, no one expected this from them, and maybe underestimating them it helped them. We'll see how how long they can go. I think I said this last time we were on pod. I just don't know if they can keep it together for 82 games. Like like how we we're saying, like Kevin or yeah, Kevin Hayes. Is at a point per game. I don't really know if he's that kind of player, but, like, he's at it now. Well, I guess we'll see long term. Well, he's he's going to get a ton of ice time in Philly. So, exactly, anything yeah. can happen. Especially um, Drew and Couture, yeah. Drew being gone. Ellis is, Ellis is out uh, for the year. It's apparently a career-threatening injury. He's had multiple oh, injuries to his pelvic region. That's kind of sad. Yep. Good chance he retires. Well... Um, I know injuries are bad, but that's kind of hot. <laughs> pelvic region. That's <laughs> just Sexual. The pelvic region. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, great, great, great. Who, who you got in the bottom of the barrel? Who's, who's uh, in the Bedard hunt? Yeah, the Bedard hunt. I like that, right? The I got Chicago, Coyotes, and Ducks. Like, Ducks have looked awful. Uh, again, like I feel like this is a yearly thing. They just come out super flat. I, I, I did think John notice, John Gibson uh, needs to be traded, dude. Like get that get our boy out of there. He's a Pittsburgh. Bring him home. Out of there. Yeah, Bring him home. <laughs> that would be a sick. I wouldn't. I would admit that'd be sick to have him, but expensive. It, it'll be interesting to see what Anaheim does this offseason. They're either gonna, you know, they're 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 either gonna sell all their vets come the trade deadline, or they're gonna try and go in on something. I, I don't know. They've had a really hard schedule. They're another team I noticed on mm-hmm. the um, the schedule rankings. Uh, they've had a really tough start to the season. Lack of um, scoring. I mean, they have 20 goals total. Like, that, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I think they, like, they, like I said, they're in more. bad water. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not they can start beating some mediocre teams. They, like I said, they've had a tough start to the schedule. Um they just gotta. I think they gotta play a couple weaker teams, get their confidence up. I think. I don't think they're a bottom of the barrel team. They're. They're definitely. I think there's a good chance they miss the playoffs. They're oh, they're for, without chance. a doubt. I mean, but um, you get put in a big enough like hole at the start of the season too. Like, it's yeah. hard to dig out if teams are. Oh, well, it's definitely hard to dig out, but it can happen. It can. I just don't. I don't think this roster can do it. Like, I really. I don't think they're that talented. You just look down the roster. Oh, 100%. They they need the young guys to really step up for that to happen, but I don't think Derek Grant is still on their team. Like, why the hell is he still playing? He's bad. Henrique is kind of washed. Like, you don't see a, a player and be like, holy shit, he's good, besides John Gibson. And Yeah, I mean, you look at their out. lineup. Let's see here. Klingberg, who was added this offseason – it's been garbage. I mean, Troy Terry's yep. one of their better guys. 
Like, really? Like, no one just, like, I could see them out. trying to dish Silverberg come the trade deadline. They would possibly try ditching Vetrano uh, at the deadline. Klingberg's another one at the deadline. They just signed uh, him, though. It's like, I, I think he signed a one-year prove-it deal, though. Which is great for, uh, you know, great for... Great for them. He's not been proving it, so... <laughs> He's going to get yeeted. They, they, they definitely have assets. If they really want to go in for, for the rebuild and try and be a competitive team in two or three years, they could do it. It's just a matter of whether the management management has the balls to say, hey, this team needs to improve and put it all well, into draft picks. I do like Troy Terry and Trevor Zegris. I, I think they're fun players. Um, oh, Zegris, Terry, uh, their other young guy, McTavish. They, they got they got really good young players. Uh, Drysdale, it's just yeah, like I said, they it's have a fun guys. It's just putting it all together is hard. Yeah, they're they're one of those teams that is unfortunately stuck in the uh, stuck in the void of always being a either bottom of the barrel playoff team or just below a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now they're definitely playing for the Bedard sweepstakes and. I don't really blame them if he's as good as, you know, he's said to be. Um, I, I could see them being maybe put in the bad section, but with their current record, I couldn't do that. I had to put them in the bottom. No, I, don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. Same thing with the Coyotes. I mean, they're 2-5-1. I, I mentioned uh, someone on my, like some of my notes I sent you guys that their home opener happened. I mean, it really seemed kind of boring in their stadium. Like, there's only 5,000 people or something like that. It's a college stadium. They're, like, playing drums and stuff for people to cheer, and, like, no one was cheering. And it just was kind of weird. Like, it, it didn't feel like an NHL game, to be honest. Players look I, fast, though, I will say. I, I Yeah, I mean, I got to say, like, the presentation and everything looks pretty good. It looks solid. Uh, I think being in a rink that big is a bit of a gimmick. Um, yeah. It's a matter, you know, I, I think there's not a bad seat in the building, which is great. However, uh, you know, it just isn't, it's not big enough of an atmosphere yeah, well, for, for no. fans happens, to really do it. If you're trying to grow the sport, you need more seats in that building. And what happens if they don't sell out these 5,000 seat games? Like, it just looks so bad for the oh, league. No. Yeah. And, and, like, the players are have to pay back the owners, too. So if they're not selling tickets, you know, it kind of affects them in the salary cap as well. So that's kind of, like, another angle to think of it. It's like, don't you want more money coming in, you know, for the league? Yeah, for, fortunately for them, you, you know, like, a, this first year, at the very least, I think they'll sell out all their games just because it's a novelty. I think a lot of people are going to travel to see games. Um. You know, I, I think that's the main draw is a lot of people are going to be coming from out of town just to see a nice up-close game. Some intimate um, hockey with your favorite players. But after a season, you know, <laughs> if, if if it's true and they're going to be stuck in there for three years, that's going to be brutal. I mean, it's it's brutal. I'm just looking at a list here of um, college hockey arenas and capacity, and there are so many schools that have more like a higher capacity oh, than yeah. that arena does. College and, hockey's big. Yeah, and you know some of these guys are playing in front of bigger crowds in college mm-hmm. than they will be in Arizona, and ticket sales are a big deal. Yeah, they they you make a lot of money off of ticket sales. So imagine if you know you have an NFL team playing in like a ten thousand seat 
soccer mm-hmm. stadium. Oh, like the Chargers did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, they were they actually were getting a new stadium, but is mm-hmm. Arizona getting a new arena? They've been fighting this battle for what like what 10, seems to be 10 15 years, yeah. years or something like that, however long the league owned the team and it almost gets to the point where you got to wonder like how much longer are we going to force hockey to be in Arizona. Like hockey can work in non-traditional like markets. I think I looked a while ago and a large proportion of Stanley Cup final teams in recent years have been from non-traditional markets. I think of Nashville right away. You know, Tampa Bay has been a a big deal in hockey for a long time already. But it's just it's just not working in Arizona and it hasn't for a long time. And yeah. it, there are other cities out there excuse me that i believe they could go to where it they would do really well you know everybody says well what about you know bring back the whalers taking the hartford i don't know about that but quebec that's my exactly bet. yeah the quebec quebec nordiques you could bring them back we we have a team in seattle now i was always somebody who said we'll move the coyotes to seattle well we put an expansion team there instead so I could see, Houston, uh, Kansas. I was going to say Texas. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, let's Houston. be real. I don't think they're ever going to move out of the United States. I think they're taking a, a huge uh, yeah, corporation. It's just the NHL. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like I think more laws are a smile upon, you know, large corporations in the U.S. So I think also, I think Houston would be a good choice. Big city, you wanna... port town. Real quick, you want to put in perspective just how small Mullet Arena, Mullet Arena is uh, for you Wheeling Nailers fans out there. Mm-hmm. The Wheeling Nailers capacity is 5,406. Mullet Arena is oh, wow. 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> An ECH, yeah, ECHL team is packing a stadium with more people than the Arizona Coyotes. It's, it and the Coyotes sexy. tickets aren't even that expensive, right? So it's not even like they're making their. Oh, they they raise they, the prices because there's less seats. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's for students then, like yeah, ASU there was students, students that discounts. it's like really cheap. It's like twenty five dollars or something. Bucks. There's like a yeah. student section, which yeah, you can build up an atmosphere. You know, college kids, you got twenty five bucks on a Friday night. What are they gonna do before they go out partying? Oh, let's. Game, Let's man. get trash and watch a hockey game, man. But what's that? How many do people for you? in Arizona even you know. consider that, though? You know, and yeah. how do you get to the stadium? I mean, I guess it's on. Is it on campus? Like, I I don't really know where it is. I think it is. It's in Tempe, Arizona. Which let me look. Cool play. I mean, Arizona's cool. I would love to see hockey succeed there, just because like I visited Arizona in my life and it is an awesome place. Love to go back, but like it doesn't have the draw that like Vegas does, where it's like you know they're playing in the hot in the desert, and Vegas mm-hmm. is there. You know, it's like oh, we'll go to Tempe. I guess it's if it's more like suburbia or something. I don't know. Maybe there's money there, but it just doesn't seem like the desert's accepting the Coyotes here. It just seems like a failure, honestly. I mean, so. The the thing is, like they they've proven that hockey can work there. It's just it it's just not on the scale that the NHL is accustomed to. I think they could, you know, put another AHL team in Arizona, and that would be fine. You know, I I just mm-hmm. 
I know a lot of people in Arizona are really mad that people constantly want their franchise moved. Who wouldn't? I mean, we're yeah. Pens fans. Dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Arizona's had 25 years, something like that, and they've just think, they haven't succeeded. I, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons. I, I also heard that like it's, I think it's in Glendale versus like Scottsdale or something, and. To get there, you have to drive like 45 minutes or something from one of the cities to the other. It's just like, imagine if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins, but you're in Cranberry, you know, like 45 minutes north. It's like, or whatever, 30 minutes. You have to drive like that distance. It's like people, it didn't work. Like it, it just. That kills, that kills teams all the time. I mean, look at the like, Senators. The same thing happened with the Senators and they yeah. have low, and they're Canadian markets and it's like. You can't just say Canadian market will fix it. I mean, yeah, diehard Canadian market might, but I don't think that's in the realm of, you know, possibility with the NHL. Yeah. No, I that's agree. why they are in the Bedard sweepstakes. <laughs> They're all around off the franchise. The NHL is going to rig it so they get Connor Bedard. You heard it here. I'll, I'll tell you that that is like the one thing that might save them is getting a I franchise do, player man. like that. I, I like. I you, said, we'll I like really the, see. It'll be telling if they get Bedard. There, you know, it's gonna be. Saying. It's gonna be pretty telling. You know, like a lot of people are already calling out the Penguins because of Crosby and all that stuff. But like, you know, this will be really damning. You know, the Arizona Pens gets definitely a tanked. You know? The Pens definitely tanked that season, and there's no way you can mm-hmm. like dispute that. <laughs> there's. I mean, why wouldn't you? Like seriously, though. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um. Let's let's scrape our way up from you know the bottom and we can just go to the the bad teams now that I have listed here. Um, I have San Jose. I have the Canadians. Uh, what's it called? Vancouver Canucks. Predators. Surprisingly, I thought they were gonna be good. The Senators and the Jackets here. Um, I know some of these teams probably could belong in the higher up even up the playoffs. Uh, like honestly, Vancouver Preds and Senators, but well, right now they're all playing bad. Like I, I'm super surprised the Predators are playing so bad. I kind of was high on them this year. Maybe that like European game really threw them off, and they'll they'll rebound here. Uh, well, I think Nashville and Vancouver are both examples of again two teams to look pretty good on paper, pretty solid. Um. But they just haven't been able to put it together. Um, we'll see as the year goes on. I mean, like, I'd say another dozen games, you'll get a feel for whether or not they can even try for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's going to come with time. You know, they have a chance of being a fringe playoff team, I think, or or a low playoff team, low seed playoff team. But um, the Canucks, they, they really got to do a the pens they, they kicked the Pens butt the other day, and they – looked good doing it i mean, I mean if, maybe if they get the the monkey off the back so to speak they can just get it together i kind of thought their defense is suspect like if you look at it, it's like no one really like that can shut down defense kind of players it's kind of offensive like ekman larson uh who else am i thinking of just like I mean, you don't know the type though the offensive well, they're, defenseman uh, players yeah they got uh I know it's like just trying to think of it. They still have Tyler Myers. They still have Tyler Myers. She's somewhere else. 
I think he's no, I think he's somewhere else actually. I know they just added Ethan Bear. I did have a note on that earlier. And obviously and I, you got you got Quentin Hughes, but he's Yeah, hurt he's right hurt. Now. Luke Shen, uh Ekman Larson, Kyle Burroughs. I mean Yeah, Myers still is in uh Myers is still in in Vancouver. Is he jam? He's been there for but a I while. But I gotta I gotta imagine he's gotta be a bottom pairing guy, but Yeah, just I don't think their defense is very good. I mean, if they they added Ethan Bear, who's supposed to be more of a tough guy, shut down guy, so right maybe, hand too. Yeah, so maybe like maybe that adds something. Carolina getting worse is good with me. I mean, they got some stuff back, like trade wise, but he's a solid player. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd rather him not in our our division. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at their lineup right now. It's it's it looks like it's all a depth issue. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it really is. Especially, a lot of teams are that way. Good. Like, I mean, I've watched not very much of the Canucks. I've watched them play the Pens, and I was like, well, this team looks good now. Like, what the hell is going on? So, if they could play that well the entire season, like, they played that way uh, under Boudreaux, right? To, to end the season last year, I mean, they can put it together. Like, they're, they, they could be a playoff team. I don't think there ever be elite i don't even playoff might be pushing it but i i yeah i I think they could do it if they get some guys healthy i mean they got besser and hughes are right now which is a huge hit yeah hughes especially i'd say he's fun to watch and if there's and if there's anything we know about gmjr being mm -hmm. pens fans is that he's going (laughs) to make moves at some point he's aggressive He's going yeah. to make moves, so we have to keep that. You know, season's young, so mm-hmm. he's he's gonna he's gonna make a move for sure. He loves he. Let me look up what he said because he's one of those GMs that loves to uh, talk through the media. Yeah, he did. Um, he did so. the pens. I'm 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 interested to see what happens. I, I mean, uh, GMJR. I I you know I liked him in his time with the Penguins. He made some good acquisitions, but He's he's the type of GM you really want on a team that is on the cusp of winning, right? Yeah. You want you want he's a type of guy who if you got a team who's just right there, real close, he can make a couple good moves and they're usually risky moves, but he can make a couple good moves that'll get you those good depth pieces that you need. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately with the Penguins, you know, we we won our two cups and he didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He traded for Ryan Reeves that one. He started. He started just making a ton of deals that just didn't make any sense. He was playing NHL. Uh, He's like, oh. And unfortunately, I, that's that's what a lot of Carolina fans say too. You know, like he he won that cup down in Carolina with a team that was real close, and uh, they won the cup, and he he didn't know what to do. He just started making deals for the sake of making deals, and they bit him in the ass. Yeah. I mean, I, the one trade I definitely remember is the Ryan Reeves trade, where I think we might have traded like a first or a third for him. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "What the?" We just traded a first for him. Doing? He was he was traumatized by that um, playoff series the where Rangers. No, it was because that was bullied. We got yeah, it was against um, God, every series really that. The Penguins just got bullied, and the Penguins are the type of team that they'll play through it. But I think um, GMJR got a little freaked out by it, for lack of a better term. But as far as um, comments he made recently through the media about um, the Canucks, he 
said about the defense, we tried to address it in the summertime, and in fairness, in fairness, our defense, we've had injuries there. We haven't played with our full defense. We know we have to improve it. But he also said it's not just the guys that play defense. It's a team defense. Those guys aren't getting enough support. He goes on to say, um, we've got contracts that maybe we'd like to move that we can't move. You, Your hands kind of get tied there a little bit, but we're well aware that's an area we need to improve. And later on, he says that people have to realize how long rebuilds are. So, <laughs> so, I, so let's I, sign JT Miller to $9 million. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those moves are questionable. <laughs> I've heard JT Miller's name in being like questioned by his like effort level before. So, I mean, how you're saying speaks through the media, probably speaking to the guys that he just signed to big contracts. That makes sense. And as for people, he couldn't move. Honestly, I feel like that could be Ekman Larson. Like Ekman Larson has sucked for like ever, ever since he left Arizona, he, Arizona, he would put up points, but his like plus minus was like negative 33. He just does not look good in this system. He's he shows flashes of of uh, his old self, but yeah, he's uh, he's clearly slowing down a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, he's only 31, so it's like it's kind of surprising that you'd slow down so much, especially he was like 29 when he was on the team, starting to be on the team. It, it also hurts to have another offensive defenseman like that. You know, An like even I, better I, one. Larson, he's <laughs> yeah. he's made a career off producing some offense. You got Quinn Hughes, who's you know, the bulk of your offense. And then they got a couple other defensemen that are also offensive minded. Having that many offensive minded defensemen can be a problem. You know, Ekman Larson, I think he'll thrive. He would thrive in a place where uh, there aren't as many, you know, offensive defensemen in the system. I can't really think of a team right off the top of my head, but there are plenty of teams out there who need an offensive defenseman. I mean, Winnipeg has some suspect defense. I mean, I don't know if they trade, but I don't want to get too much in the trade rumors because that's all, like, who the fuck really knows? The GMs know, not us. But, yeah, I, I can I could see it, Dunkle. Like, I, I think it's a bad scheme fit. Sometimes, you know, you get a good player in a bad space. Like, look at Phil Kessel at Toronto. Like, comes to Pens, puts up point-per-game pace almost for three years, goes off to Arizona less than – like 50 points a season or 60 points a season. It's like James Dale. Yeah. I mean, the scheme of whatever Best teams, candidates. it works out. I mean, it's people might <laughs> not, Cal- it might Dupuis. not be as obvious. We <laughs> too. I mean, Kunitz, like it's not as obvious in hockey. I don't think for, especially for casual fans, but the scheme and like the, the style of play, you know, like up tempo, like the penguins or trying to like, rush the <laughs> neutral zone. Yeah. Fuck Hosa. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, it's definitely a bad fit. Also, Quinn Hughes is pretty awesome. I didn't know he was born in Orlando. I just I just pulled it up. I'm like, oh, weird. See, um, ho- hockey can thrive in a warm market, just not in the desert. <laughs> definitely does. It, it does in Florida for sure. Um, Although, come to think of it, Austin Matthews is from Arizona. Arizona. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Man, imagine if he but was he on the He sucks Coyotes. this year. <laughs> so um, obviously the Coyotes suck now. Looking at the fringe teams here, just to go back to uh, Buffalo and yeah, Detroit, like we mentioned earlier, the thing that came to mind for me about them was um, just, I always like to look at the average age on a team. 
because a lot of you need a lot of maturity in the NHL to really go far. Yeah, you can have your young scrappy teams like I remember back in like 06, the Penguins just made it back into the playoffs after years of being terrible. They had a great record in the regular season. I was surprised to see how many points they had that season when this when it ended. And then they just got worked by the Ottawa Senators, who were like a veteran team that had been there a long time and went on to make the Stanley Cup final. And the Penguins learned from that. And I think the Sabres and the Red Wings, both the Sabres, they're the youngest team in the league. Average age, 25.36. The Red Wings, fourth youngest at 26 years even. Yeah, they they got these good young players, but they're going to have to be tested first, I think, before. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So it might be, I mean... When we say fringe, maybe they'll squeak in with a with a lower playoff spot, yeah, and then exactly. they'll more than likely lose in a painful way. But well, I'm glad you brought up them like sneaking in because that is what I meant with like exactly. their, like their playoff window and like the recap. We kind of got a little off the rails there, but uh, like, is their playoff window open if they're a good young team? I mean, like, why not add to a team? Um, yeah, like I just think like you think of those penguins they did add to the those teams and like they added those veteran guys who made a difference eventually mm-hmm. you know i don't think there's anything wrong with adding you know maybe a deadline or like a you know deadline player like a guy you get during the trade deadline and playing with you know signing him playing a couple years you know you build chemistry for sure you need that to it, win it, it works to an extent right so like you have the extreme on the other hand, like uh, Ken Holland with the Red Wings, right? So he was the GM for the Wings for, I don't know, 20 years time. or something Until like Eisenman that. Eiserman kicked his ass out. Get out of my seat. <laughs> the beginning of his career, you know, in the 90s and the 2000s especially, the game wasn't as fast as it is now. You could get a slower veteran player, and he was going to be an impact player. He was going to get you to the playoffs, and you were going to do well. He did that a lot with the Wings. He made a career of it, getting a lot of great veteran guys and pushing those teams into the playoffs. However, it ended up biting them in the ass. They had tons. By the end of the, by the time he left Detroit, they had a tons of just long, ridiculous contracts for veterans that couldn't even skate anymore. <laughs> And that's, you know, that's the other thing that happens. Like, he, he went out and got Franz Nielsen. Oh, well, Franz oh, Nielsen, yeah. let's see. He's 33. Let's sign him to a five-year deal at $5 million. Terrible. That's a yeah, terrible, terrible deal. And to be fair, for some of his career, there would have been no salary salary cap in the NHL until, what, 2006. So I know they were winning early 2000s, right? So they were probably doing some adding some vets then, too. I mean, you got, um, what, they had Abdulkader. They signed Abdulkader, like, $5.5 million. Yeah, he was not good. They had uh, DeKaiser for, like, 4 $5 million. Just a lot of older guys, the long, big, con- big money contracts. And like I said, it's just, you know, they got to the point where the Wings were averaging, like, 30 years of age for their roster. And they just they just couldn't compete anymore. The team the teams got were still slow, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. the game got faster. The game got a lot faster. Can't have a team that slow and that old anymore. Yeah, I mean, hey, at least they're young now, right? 
I'm sure the Pens are one of the older teams in the league. They the are. Um, actually, if I can, I close that list, but if I can bring it up here quickly, I believe they were the second oldest behind, I think, uh, Capitals now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was well, the, the Capitals. Capitals are higher than them now. Caps are yeah. like TJ Oshie, you know, OV, Kuznetsov, these older guys. Um, I mean, do you gonna, they're in the fringe, so, I mean, we can t- discuss them a little bit. They haven't looked amazing. I mean, just as good as the start as the Penguins. I mean, they played one more game. Ovi still looks all right. They are old. I mean, definitely is going to start catching up. I I kind of think this is where they stay in in this division, like middle middle of the pack. I don't really think they're that much better than maybe sneaking in the playoffs. I think they're just so old. I don't think they have enough firepower anymore. Really, you look at the roster; it's not very deep. Who are we talking about? Washington Capitals, yeah. Yeah, what well, Washington's? I think they're pretty much done. Uh, yeah. It's um, losing Backstrom is huge, big mm-hmm. blow. Um, they really haven't had any young guys really step up um, and fill in those slots like the Penguins have been fortunate enough to have. We've had a lot of luck with players like Connor Sheary, Brian Rust, Jake Gensel stepping up, filling yeah. those holes. Connor Sheary, who now plays for them, too. Um, That's shocking to me that, that Sheary still plays in the league. Like I just felt like he was always so undersized, and I thought he only played well because he was with Sid, to be honest. But I mean, he was a huge, you know, huge part of the, the Stanley Cup teams. Um, you know, it's... Yeah. Like I mean, I said, he had he that one winner, right? The... I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was against the Capitals. It was it was Shuri and Rust. They they were they were coming in as the young guys who nobody knew, and they they filled in slots and they you know they potted some pucks in the net, played big games, played big minutes. Washington mm-hmm. just hasn't had that. Not anymore. I mean, I look I'm looking down the, the roster like there's no one that pops out. You got Ov, you know Oshi Mantha hasn't worked out at all. Um, he's not been healthy. You know. I definitely said this before on the pod as well. It's like you have to be available to be good in the NHL. And if you're not available to your team, you're just – you're not that as good, you know. And he has not been available. Um, I think maybe less than, like, 70% of the games for the last three years. Probably even less than that. Like, not not great. For yeah, sure. I'm looking at their roster, too, and nobody really uh, pops out to me except maybe Darcy Kemper. You know, oh yeah, they did Stanley Cup winning goaltender, but he did. I mean, they Matt Murray was a Stanley yeah. Cup winning goaltender and went to a good team. And goaltenders, goaltenders. Matt Murray was also playing better. Championships. I mean, they do. You know, you get a hot goalie, they win you a championship. But that's mm-hmm. that's it's all puck luck with goalies. You yeah. never know what type of goalie you're gonna get. You got I mean, Matt a good Murray team was in playing. Front of them. Matt Murray played better than Darcy Kemper did during that Stanley Cup run too. Darcy Kemper was getting not even. I think he didn't even play every single game. In the Cup final, so it's. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Francois played at least. Pavel Francois at least played one. So it's like, yeah, like I I don't I never saw him signing him as like a non-factor. Like, okay, you just replace your af- average Samson off with Kemper, like another average goalie, like. Kind of like yeah, like just nothing that pops out. I mean nothing right. I don't even I mean, know got... young guys. Like I see this guy. His name's like Alakeski Protus. Yeah, six foot six from Bill Harris. Like, never heard of him. Doesn't I mean, they got Backstrom out. They got Wilson out. They got Oshie out. They got Carlson yeah. out. 
They're, they're not looking great. And I, I just don't think it gets much better for them here. Like, soon enough, they're going to have to start playing the real bloodbath, like, Metro games. And if, we're, if these young teams, like, the Sabres, Senators, Red Wings are coming up, you know, someone's got to start coming down. And, I mean, Capitals are my obvious choice. I think there's not talent start as they once were. Studded, I mean, as they once were. Um, I mean, do you guys want to discuss any more of these fringe teams? I figure we'll do whatever what other ones, talk about the playoff teams, and we'll skip the pens. We'll talk about them, like, exclusively after. That sounds good to you guys. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, you got any more fringe teams you want to discuss? I mean, I do have the Blues in there and the Wild. I mean, I feel like they're not moving the needle, just kind of – Floating there. They'll they'll get in. I'm not worried about them making the playoffs. Let me put it that way. Yeah, like I on paper you think I think I just don't think the West is as good, and I think they're probably even if they're a fringe team in the West, they could be a playoff team. So, um, I'm let's go move it on up to the playoff uh, line here. I got the Pens. I got Calgary. I got the Hurricanes. I got the Jets. I got the Kings, which kind of might be a little stretch. I got Panthers, Stars, and Islanders, who also might be seen as a little of a stretch. Um, mostly, I mean, I thought I've seen these teams play. I I think Florida could be in the elite, but they're kind of playing down. Um, same thing with the Pens; like they just kind of look slow these last few games. Same thing with Her- the Hurricanes, even like Calgary. Like these teams are all are I expect to be shifting, you know, into elite, out of elite uh, this entire season. I do think the well, the loss of Gensel and Zucker was the real big blow to the Pens, right? I mean, losing those two, they they were missing them for Gensel. I think all four of those lot, well, three of those losses. Three of them, yeah. He played. He scored uh, one goal in. I think Zucker, I think for two of them. Um, yeah, and like I mentioned this last pod, Bluger, Bluger, Eddie Bluger, yeah. Bluger, yeah. Yeah, he's been hurt and hasn't played a game, so it's like. Which has been brutal. I really miss Bluger. He's a top or not top. Yeah, but a great depth forward, bottom six guy. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I, I have no issues with him. I I love watching him play. He scores big goals as well. Um, I think, yeah, like I said, the Panthers, I think they're just underperforming. Once again, like they lost a lot of talent this, this offseason, and Ekblad's hurt. Uh, I mean, I hope that they can have some of these guys kind of step forward. They'll get Duclair back eventually, but... Yeah, they'll they'll definitely make another run. I'm also not worried about them whatsoever. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Um, all these other teams, I mean, they're just you know just playing well to start the season. Dallas looks good. Surprisingly, I thought they'd be worse. Um, Jake Ottinger kind of is stealing them a lot of games. At last time I checked, he had like a one two five goals against. So like, yeah, he looks. You're letting great. one goal a game in, you're gonna probably win games. You know. Um, and I, I, I'd like to also just highlight my last team before, if you guys want to just jump into the pens, because I'd rather talk pens, it is the mm. Islanders. I I was uh, high on them last season, and then they had that 20-game road trip kind of sucked. I'm kind of high on them again this year. They Their stats don't really prove it yet, but they've played also some tough teams. They've played the Panthers twice, the Lightning, Devils who are kind of surging uh, – up here, the Rangers, the Hurricanes, the Abs. Their last three games are against the Rangers, Hurricanes, and Abs, and they beat all of those teams. So 
start start of something maybe. I, I I'd like to watch them. I think they play tonight against the Blackhawks. I might throw them on with the Penguins game having split screen, but I'm higher on this team than I thought I would be. And Ryan looks like he wants to talk. Go for it, Ryan. Not about the Islanders, so you guys can go first. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I I think they're they might surprise some people. I think they're like the Flyers with you know might shock some people. And their Sorokin has also been an elite goalie for like the last three years. I'm kind of pissed Matt's dad drafted him before me this year. In our league. I was like, you motherfucker, that's my goalie. Um, um, yeah. But real quick, yeah. unless no, unless one wants to talk about the Islanders, you got to talk about the Islanders again. No, let's let's talk pens. Well, before yeah. the pens. Before the pens. I, I was looking at your your ranks here, your power rankings, and you forgot a team in the elite category. I know. Oh my the god. Kraken, right? Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it. I was like, there's only 31 teams here. Where's my crackheads? Oh, so, yeah, I I'm didn't even notice. Where's my crackheads? The fact that we didn't elite. notice Seattle was on that list, I think, says. I have to watch, watch it. Watch it. I'm a big crackhead. Go on. That's, that's, I'm glad I forgot that you're an honorary crackhead. Right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the mascot? Oh, Bowie? He's a beast. He's a crackhead. He's a beast. He's under a bridge. Literally. Mm-hmm. He's based off a statue under oh the bridge God. in Seattle where most crackheads belong. So he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's super meta of them, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned it, though, because I, I had it written on my, my list. I'm like, this list had no Seattle, and I still didn't say it. So I'm glad you mentioned it. I would have put them in, in the fringe. I think they're a good team, young team as well. Uh, I mean, once again, we've talked – that's one of the teams we talk a lot about. Um, I, I do like them. I think they're fringe right now. I think they could be – a sneaky playoff team. They're still really, really young. I mean, they they started off way better than they have been like this last week or so. But I think uh, I think the way that they're built right now, they're not going to make any runs or anything like that. But like like you said, they're they're young guys are sneaky good. Um, they have a lot of weird like role playing veterans on their team. Mm-hmm. Like they like I mentioned last week, they picked up Schultz in the offseason, who's not been playing bad really. Um, so they're not going to be a team this year. But like you said, they might be like a sneaky like. End of the season when we're looking at who's going to get that last wild card spot in the West, it's kind of shitty. Like yeah. they could be a team that if that might be up and around there, will they get it? Probably not. Will they be like the first, second team out? They might be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could swing either way with so many young guys. I I, I like them. I I really want them to succeed. I I think they're it's a cool cool cult, like culture over there, hockey culture. So pretty interesting. Hockey and weed. That's all Seattle needs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and rain. And trolls under the bridge, and, apparently. And salmon, too. Don't forget salmon and Starbucks. Mm. I really like salmon, though, so fuck them. Starbucks, too. Can't forget that. Starbucks. Um, so you guys want to talk pens? I mean, I kind of want to talk more in depth about the pens, if you guys want. I have them in the playoffs. I don't think anyone would really disagree at this point. Um. Throw me some topics. I'll tell you what I think about the Penguins. Okay. Like, so I'll, here's here's what, you know, is update on Pens. We have a four-game losing streak. Teddy's on LTIR. Latang apparently is a game-time decision tonight because of an illness. Um, some things I definitely noticed. I I kind of like uh, Kasperi Kapanen. I was wondering why he's, like, only playing 13 minutes a night. And this is 
including after Jake Gensel and uh, Carter and a bunch of guys were hurt. I, I feel like that's like kind of awkward because I feel like he's a top six forward or sh- was at least billed as that at one point. But he's playing I, yeah. in minutes. Kapanen, I feel, has all the tool sets. You know, he's got all the tools. He's mm-hmm. fast. He's got hands. He can shoot. But... His hockey IQ is oh my God. terrible. Mm. I'm glad yeah. you bring it up, Dumble. Yeah. I'm glad you bring it up. So I, I have I had a little spiel, and you basically summed it up. Like, he has grit, he has speed, but I noticed that he does not drive the net on rush attempts, and he does this thing at the half boards where he just spins and turns it over. Like, yeah. and, and I actually noticed it in the Seattle game. It led to a turnover that a goal was scored on. I was like, holy shit, this looks like last year. Like, I, I, I love the guy. I want him to succeed, but it's so frustrating to watch knowing how, like, physically gifted he is. It, yeah, just real low hockey IQ. He just yeah. turns the puck over a lot. Uh, that's hard to fix, though, too. He, I think that's why he's he, not on the, the power play. Is oh, 100%. Maybe his IQ, just he doesn't put it together. He's on the PK, but it's the second PK, so he probably plays, like, 40 to 50 seconds. I'd, I'd love for him to put it all together. Uh, you know, I'd love to have a Brian Rust 2.0 on our hands where he's a late bloomer and, you know, can put up a bunch of points. But I don't, I don't know. It's it's a big if. I, I just think he needs to make that extra step. He needs to work on his IQ, just start putting pucks where they got to go, make high percentage hockey plays. That's mm-hmm. his biggest problem right now. So he's just making really low percentage, poor plays. Um, yeah, the turnovers are killer. Like he, instead of like pressing the defense with his speed or something, he will just hang at the half boards. And it's just like, dude, like you don't re- like, you'll create so much more space for everyone. If you're going towards the net, like it's not hard to play off a guy, you know, that's not going to attack you. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's one of my guys that I, I want to. I want him to do better. I wanted to watch him closer. It's just, oh man, putting him under a microscope's not fair. But I really like. We we traded the assets to get him. I mean, you figure we want something more from. Well, him. we drafted him. <laughs> we drafted him. Yeah, you drafted him, him to Toronto. Trade him away. And we trade got to get him back. <laughs> and then you sign him. So it's like his three second, deal. technically third chance. You really want to see him like I mean, it, improve. You know, it could, three years it could on be that another deal, case of uh, just a you know bad environment for him. He might go mm-hmm. to like we mm-hmm. might send him somewhere else, or whenever his contract expires, he might go somewhere else. He might fit in great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think he works with the Penguins' run and gun type of style. Um, the Penguins like to force a lot of plays, make a lot of uh, quick plays into the zone, dump the puck, chase. And he's just he doesn't seem up for it. He doesn't yeah. doesn't seem like he wants to chase those pucks, get in those corners, get into the rough areas. And unfortunately that's that's how the penguins play. They play quick. You gotta make really fast decisions. Um I mean it might I re- just not be the place for him. I remember when we played the Rangers in the playoffs last year, he played like out of his mind. Like he was going so hard, but all he just he just couldn't score. Like throat Yeah, snake bit. Yeah. He, he just was playing better. Not Sorokin. Uh, oh, my God. Rangers Shister. goalie. Sir Sturkin. Sturkin. Yeah. Me, got me fucked up with these names. <laughs> but, yeah, he just played oh, a better series than the Penguins. So, it's just. 
I, I thought he deserved it, and I was hoping that momentum would carry into this season. I just, I don't know. Maybe he's lost some trust there. Um, last year he played. Oh, go for it. Well, when they re-signed him uh, back over the summer, I was wondering, you know, maybe secretly the plan is maybe they can th- he can be a throw-in on a trade later yeah, on to true. a team that might be better uh, for him. Just not necessarily a big part of the trade, but just a throw in. Oh, you know, I, we'll give I you like this guy so. and Kapanen. Yeah, it's just I think he makes a little too much for the leverage that we had. Like he was coming off a not so great season. Yeah. He's an RFA. You don't really need I, to offer mm. him. You can lowball him. I mean, that's what arbitration's for as well. So mm-hmm. I th- I think you can give him to a fringe playoff team. Um, and I, I, I think they'd go for him, you know, I, I, if, or not even a fringe playoff team, you know, a team that is definitely going to miss the playoffs. Right. And is just trying to sell off a couple assets. I think yeah. you could toss him in on something. No doubt. I mean, he's, we got him on a contract for what, three years. I think it's three, I think it's three and a half for three years. I, I could be wrong, but it was something like that where I was like, Oh man, that's, that's yeah. too much. I mean, it's like I said, you, you get a team who doesn't have a whole lot of cap and they're already selling a ton of assets. You could get a team to take him. Um, whether or not you're going to get much value out of him, that's the that's other question. The You'd really have to pump some other things in there. I, I guarantee you, you know, if the Penguins need, let's say, uh, uh, you know, they're going to go after, I'd imagine, a middle six forward or a uh, middle four defenseman, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if we do that, you're going to have to throw in Kapanen, you're going to have to throw in a prospect, and you're going to have to throw mm-hmm. in a pick. Yeah, pick for sure. Kapanen, it's a two-year deal this year. Next year, cap hit of $3.2 million each of year. It's not too bad. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two, for That's two not years, bad. take him. Yeah. A little too much, ter- or not term, but value on the contract, but whatever. I, I Like I said, I want every Penguin to succeed, but... He definitely seems like he might like just need a new new space. Maybe he doesn't mm. gel well with Sully. I don't know. I, I really thought it was interesting that we went to acquire him again, and he's just really hasn't been. I mean, there. Sully healthy scratched him how many times, like in the later part of last season? Yeah, that is true. He's he scratched. A, like I said, I mean, we, we went out and got him again because he got the tools, right? He has the mm-hmm. tools. I really think the Penguins were just banking on, you know, him developing into the player he was meant to be, which is a really solid middle six forward. Um, and unfortunately, he just hasn't taken that other step. I, I, I mean, I still think he's serviceable. You know, Definitely, like I, yeah. I think he has a place. I just think he's got to slow his game down. He's got to make some smarter plays. And uh, like I said, just work on hockey IQ. I, I mean, besides that, I think he's got he's got the talent. Mhm. Yeah. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um yeah, he wasn't the only player I have uh something on. I have on a few guys. I just wanted to make some general notes. Uh Brock McGinn kind of seems like invisible out there for being a top 9 forward, I'd say. I get, I think he has zero points, maybe one goal. I think I think he did have a goal in the uh, Columbus. I Columbus, think. Yeah, yeah, Columbus game. Other than that, it's like he's not even on the score sheet. It's like it's not hard, like much to ask for like some contribution. 
I thought he was supposed to be this like top nine forward that could put some goals. And I never thought he's going to give us 50 points by any means. So who, who are we talking about? McGinn here. Brock McGinn. Yeah. I, I think he has one goal this entire season so far. Well, I, and, you know, but, 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 I like him thing. as a, I really like him as a fourth line player. I will say that. I, you think he's fourth I think line? He's, I thought he was top nine. Well, he was, you know, whenever he was first a prospect, there was a lot of talk of him being a good middle six forward. Um, He's just he's just not that type of player. I don't think he really the reason the Penguins went out and got him, I felt, was that they knew that he could be serviceable in the bottom six. And he was a good replacement for Tanev, which was, I think, the main main him. Cheaper alternative. Um, (laughs) He doesn't have quite the he doesn't have quite the speed and the the uh, just the sheer impact that Tanev had. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, he can hit, he can block. Um, I mean, so he, can I, you know, a career, he's a career <laughs> hitter. I mean, that's, that's what he does. He hits and he hits a lot. Um, I mean, that, that's what you want in a bottom six forward. He's, that's fair. he's got a lot of money. Um, being invisible is better than line, being he's, obviously he's a bad. really good fourth line player to have down there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah being, <laughs> being invisible is way better than being terrible where the point is like, why is this dude on the ice? I just would like to see something more from him. Like, if he is a hitter, why isn't he laying big hits that juice the boys up? You know, like, I haven't really seen much of him at all. You know, um, Schwank, did you want to say uh, Well, first, I was going to make a joke that's kind of like me and deck hockey. My goal is to be invisible and not <laughs> obviously bad. Yeah. I mean, um, it's a good space <laughs> to live in. Yeah. Right? Um, also, tonight he's um, projected to be on the fourth line with, uh, Josh Archibald and Ryan Paling. Paling, you saying? Yeah. Paling? I thought it was Poling, but it might be. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's what I thought too. But it is Paling. You're right. Yeah, I mean, probably fitting to be there. It's I'm. Who's on the third line right now? Uh, that would be Heinen, Heinen O'Connor, Cap- and uh, Kapanen. Well, that, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, now you want to talk about somebody who was great that we brought in was Heinen. Heinen's been yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I've been impressed with him. He kind of signs like a prove it deal as well for the Penguins. Where I was like, I was surprised we got him and not Erod, because Erod was like Sully's pet, and yeah. I never saw Heinen as like this oh praised guy. But he always did score big goals for us. He scores big goals. Uh, he's solid all around. Um, he, he's, he's, I don't know. He's, I wouldn't call him, um, I mean, he sort of fills that role that Brian Rust once had on the team, right? Mm-hmm. Which was the third line guy, right? Yeah. Um, he's, you know, obviously Rust has ascended to the, yes. to the realm of the first line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but he's been a. I feel like he's been a great replacement for that role. Mm-hmm. I I agree, and yeah. I really have no complaints. Like like I said, he took a kind of a good deal for the Pens. So he might be this team player that we need. I don't know, like some a glue guy maybe. You know, I, I I'd like him. I do like him. I, he, I thought he had a hat trick the other day, but maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember. It would have been one of the first uh, games. I don't know why it, that's in my head. 
I don't think he had a hat trick, did he? Maybe two goals. I, I can't remember. Exactly. He did have a two-goal game on the 22nd against the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay, yeah, there you go. I do remember that one. So, yeah, he, like, he pops off the sheet for sure. I do like him. Um, another another guy that I want to, like, call out for me, I don't know, call out the great for it, but just I've seen, like, chatter about it for, like, the last couple seasons is Brian Dumlin. People keep saying that he's regressing, and honestly, I feel like this 10-game sample size has definitely shown uh, shown it. I've seen some, some replays of him just looking – all sorts of out of like just position, just slow, uh, relying too much on his stick instead of being like a physical body. And I, I, I probably contribute it to like the injuries that he's suffered the last few years. I think they've been leg injuries and like, if you can't get to a spot on defense, you're not going to be a defenseman for very long. Like you're going to get beat he, a lot. People are quick. Yeah. He's had three seasons of injuries. Um, and yeah, it's, it's clearly catching up with him a little yeah. bit. Uh, I love Dumo. Like he's been on the team. Like I called him like part of the core. I think maybe what the one time sure. I was talking on Ryan's, uh, podcast, uh, talking dirty by the way. Um, I, I call him like, he's been on the pens for so long. Like I, it's almost like or pick kind of how I view him where it's just like, he's been there for a while. It's hard to see the team without him, but Honestly, he needs to either be sheltered in his minutes and not play with Latang, who people consider a defensive liability. I don't really consider Latang that, but just someone that maybe just is better fit. That he doesn't have to like really be the shutdown guy on the line on the pairing. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, we're in a situation where he's making too much money not to pay him. Yeah, um, Dumo is you're, not, you're not saying. To play yeah, yeah, Dumo, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dumo does make quite a bit of change. Uh, is it $5 million? Uh, yeah. 4.1. 4.1, yeah. 4.1. He does make quite a bit, which all of our defensemen at one point were paid like $4.1 million for some goddamn reason. Like, mm-hmm. it's like Marcus Patterson's making that. He was making that. Marino. I'm like, these guys are being paid way too much money to be like bottom forward or bottom pair defensemen. Because players weren't I mean, playing it, it's, I mean... Um, it's, it's sort of the same boat as Pedersen, right? I, I didn't understand really that $4 million signing when we did it. Um, that was fairly recent too, right? A couple of years ago. I think yeah. it was a $5 million, Or I think it was a, fi- a five-year deal at $4 million, I want to say. Um, we Boy. have three years left on that deal. I just... He's he's a solid player, right? I mean, he's a, he's a solid bottom pairing defenseman at the moment. I don't think he's anything higher than that, um, and it's just a lot of money for that type of guy. And and for some reason, I don't know what why the Penguins, they're. I feel like we've become known with overpaying defensemen, at least <laughs> in the last you know four or five years. We love to pay defensemen big money. Um, and then we end up giving him away for nothing. Uh, <laughs> At least we got you know, Petri. John, John Marino that. was a big one. You know, like we we traded John Marino straight up for Ty Smith. Um, Marino, I, obviously, I don't think he was playing up to his contract either. But, you know, we traded Marino and we're like, hey, we got some cap space. And then we went and got Jeff Petri for an additional $2.2 2 Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
to be fair, I haven't been super critical of Petri, but I did think that the move was in itself questionable with how precious cap space is. Like, yeah. And you know, another another thing nobody's really talked about. Um, I don't believe we have Tristan Jari locked up to an extension. No. We don't. I, and, I mentioned uh, that last part. He's next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's paid three point five, and mm-hmm. he's gonna get money. Like he could get money from wherever he wants. It's it's scary I, I, to I, see. I think I think he'll get. I think he'll get five and a half. I I hope it's not more than that, but it probably will be. I think it probably uh, will be as well. I think if he takes a friendly deal for the Pens, uh, maybe we'll see. Um, I mean, speaking of Jari, he was one of the players I to move on from Juma, but uh, Jari was one of the players where I was like, maybe we should be leaning on him harder this year than uh, before, just because of that contract deal and because I feel like DeSmith just hasn't looked great to start this year. At least let Jari settle the pens down before we put in the backup. Um, DeSmith had a, a slow start last year. And the Smith just sucks. He, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's dude. bad. He's 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 a backup because you know a lot of people say nowadays the NHL is like a two goalie league. It is, but you're you're not gonna put uh, Casey DeSmith out there more than like the usual like what twenty games that a backup's going to so play. That's, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. you're and and I feel like Jari almost does better when he does that classic like sixty plus games a year like regular mm-hmm. getting in there and playing games. And so you when you put DeSmith out there more than you have to, then you run the risk of even good teams need their goalie to steal a game for them every now and then. And more often than not, DeSmith is not going to do that nothing nothing against him but it no he's a, he's a really i think he is a solid backup um i think he's you know i think you play him 25 games a year you give tristan jari 27 or, or 57 yeah and um you know you go from there i i think 57 games i think is a lot for a goalie in today's nhl anyway um, That's what he played about last year. He played 56 uh, last year. I don't know. I, I think that's exact, a good number. See, then that's what I was just wondering. It's just like, like lean on Jari a little harder this year. I think the cup window's open now. Like, why hold back at this point? You know. Like, well, the the main the main concern is, you know, overworking your goalies, which. True. You know, unfortunately, we had that problem last year. We had both our goalies go down, um, and we've had that we've had that problem year after year after year after year in the playoffs. You know, even our mm-hmm. cup runs, both cup runs, we were dealing with goalie injuries. Flurry going down, Murray going down, Flurry going down. Um, you know, that's unfortunately that's just how the NHL is now. If you don't have a solid backup goalie. Who's ready to go? He's warmed up. You're gonna have problems. And to be fair, the Smith's stats make him look better than he is right now. To be honest, he has three games started, no wins, two losses, one overtime losses. His goals against is basically three, and his save is nine one three. But if you watch the one game versus it's a really the Kraken, high save percentage for giving up three goals. Yeah, well, he was the the game versus the Kraken. He had two goals wiped off. That I mean, like. 
could have went the uh, the other way. So really, yeah, he would have had another two goals on him, and his save percentage at that point is probably eight seven. And he was so far out of the net on those goals. It, it was just I was like, what the fuck? Like I couldn't watch the the end of those games. Those versus the Kraken. And I was just like, dude, what are you doing? You look, you're swimming around there. Like just <laughs> don't go so far out of the net. He's he's challenging one player who's not like close to the the blue paint but he's at top of the blue paint already out of it guy just goes around him i mean it's not yeah Yeah. you're wearing pads bro just just get in the way you know the the shame of it uh shame of it is you know the first game i watched this year that he played i don't remember who they were playing but um you know like i made a mental note of it watching the game because he looked great i mean he was fast he was going side to side really good he looked quick and you know like i had a moment where i was just thinking you know if he stays this quick all year if that's what he worked on in the off season and just got fast oh he he could be a great great backup for us but you know these other two games obviously he he's inconsistent and unfortunately mm-hmm. that's how he's been his he entire time slow. With the penguins he started slow last year i just would like to see him play a little better i mean everyone's allowed to be called out. I mean, we signed him to a contract for two years. I would love to see these. I mean, if he kept these numbers up, I, I, I think we'd be a great team. Um, uh, an underlying thing that I kind of looked at when I was comparing the two goalie stats is that the pens are averaging on, on, of course they're averaging on average, but they're averaging 35 shots against per game. Like people are shooting 35 teams are shooting 35 shots on like, that's a lot of rubber no, coming out of your goals. So that's not okay. Yeah, that's probably some of the reason why. And I mean, yes, injuries, of course, but you gotta fill in and protect your goaltenders. Like it's it's not good to just let them get shelled. Like you're gonna that's how I feel like injuries start is when goalies feel like they have to make every save and then they start tweaking like muscles and ligaments, like I've, I've played street goalie enough to be like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have tried to make that save. Like, yeah. And that, that, that's what worries me. When you say, like, overworking, I imagine not not playing well in front of them is, like, overworking them. I'm fine if we play Jari 62 games. If he plays better, that's a bonus. Let him sit towards the end. Start him early. Let him rest towards the end. I mean, I'm not a fucking – a coach, but it seems like a good idea. Like, who knows? I mean, I guess I guess we'll see as the as the season goes on. But uh, I mean, I I think really it's just injuries on our team are showing that like we need to add at the deadline if we're expecting to win another cup. And if that isn't the goal for this year, then I really don't know what the goal is for the Penguins. I I don't think we can have any more of these half measures. I kind of we kind of said something like signing maybe or getting a a trade deadline guy and signing him to a contract. I wouldn't be fine. I'd be fine with that if we do that to maybe match Crosby's uh, contract. You know, a guy we can expect to continually play well until Crosby retires. Ultimately, Latang and Malkin as well. I mean, there's there's no doubt the Penguins need the Penguins are are just missing something. Right. Mm-hmm. They're they're They need one more big piece, I feel, to the really recall. make that push into the playoffs. And I 
I have faith that the management will, you know, do the right thing and go all in because that's that's what they have to do. They have if to, they yeah. if they want to make this season worth anything, they have to just go all in. Um, Any of this, and if they, and if they don't, seasons, if, if yeah. they don't, if they don't at that trade deadline, uh, it's a complete waste of an off season. You know, signing Malkin, signing Latang, you might as well just let them walk. Yeah, um, true. You know, so hopefully they do the right thing and go big. That's what they got to do, uh, in my opinion. You We're know, they, talking they one more big piece, and yeah, you know, if they can get <laughs> that. I feel pretty confident. One of the things we were just like messing around is like if Patrick Kane somehow became a penguin, like oh man, like, that that would be sick. Like <laughs> I'd love to see that. Not gonna yeah. happen. Like, yeah, for uh, for Schwank and Dunkel, just last episode, uh, saying how uh, my fiance Chelsea's dad used to work security for the Pens, and once every three months he comes to me with the most outlandish like trade rumors that never happen, like never happen. <laughs> and he said about two weeks ago that it's a given that we're going for Patrick Kane, not be- not the deadline, like much before the deadline, like oh no, no, yeah. So he's making it like we're going to get Patrick Kane like next week, and he just I don't know every you single know, time. Like- did he say what we're going to give up for him, or is he just no, saying he we're going to get him? He never does. He never does. I, I kind <laughs> Don't of, worry about that. He's one head. of those guys. Yeah, no, he, he's, he used to work security, so he's like friends with a bunch of guys in the Pens organization. And he always uses that as like, a oh, I know a guy who's talking to this guy who's who's talking to Hextel in the elevator, and he's, it's, a, it's a given deal. It's a given deal. Now, I mean, that being said, I would I would really be happy with that. I mean, I mean, yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. I mean uh, that would be fantastic. There's a lot of people who say, oh, well, he's got locker room problems and he's got personality issues and stuff like that. I I think if it, let me put it this way, I think if the Penguins were to come to Patrick Kane and say, hey, we want you on our team and we think we can win in one more cup with you, he's gonna bust his ass. In yeah, my opinion, I'd agree. You know, I mean, he's he's a proven champion. I guarantee you he wants to win one more. He doesn't want to go out, you know, playing on a bottom seed Chicago Blackhawks team the rest of his career. Um, I, you know, I think if, I think if the Penguins were to go to him and say, Hey, we got something that could compete. I, I think he'd, I think he'd go for it. And I, I don't know what it would take to get him. Uh, yeah, that's good you know, question. obviously he's got to approve the trade. Yeah. Um, I was going to say he has a movement clause. I'm sure. But, uh, you know, it's going to take it's going to take a big prospect on our end. It's going to take a first round pick at least. And it's probably going to take a solid player already in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would bet a, at, I would bet at minimum two high picks, a prospect and a player in the system, which is a ton. But yeah. again, well, if we're going have, for probably. it, we got to do it. Hey, if we could sign him to another contract, that'd be sick. I mean. Like I said, like extend with the the, the core. That'd be that'd be sick, honestly. I'd love if you to can see it. if you can shed a little bit of cap, right? If you can just shed just a tiny bit of cap, or if you you know if you can give enough, uh, the Hawks are willing to to retain a little bit of that salary. Unlikely, I think, but mm-hmm. if you give enough, uh, I think there's a chance. I mean, it's just there's a lot that would have to go into that. I don't know what other teams besides the Penguins. I said Buffalo last, last mm-hmm. episode because he's from Buffalo. Going home. Yeah. Buffalo Going could be, be the one. veteran it, presence it on sense. that young team. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Teach these guys how to win. I mean, 
do they have like the 11 million for it though yeah that's yeah he makes so much money i mean the hawks are definitely gonna have to retain something if they do trade him for sure say we say we do get patrick kane in a hypothetical world do we do we toss him on the first line or do we keep that line intact and put him with Malkin in the second line? Well, in this hypothetical world, we might have to trade like Roster Gensel, honestly. That's also uh, true. So like, we just take his spot. That's true. Yeah. I don't I, I think I think you end up playing him with Crosby and just, just simply because uh because of his speed. I don't think Malkin can keep up. Yeah. Um which Malkin is unfortunate. I like Malkin, but man, does he look slow. Mm. Not as fast. Hey, he had his, some knee injuries as well, so I'm not. I would not expect him to. Oh uh, yeah, 35 to be as fast. Doesn't look as slow he as Zuma. Uh, that's another player making really poor, low IQ plays this season. Malkin's always been that kind of guy, though. Like, let he his anger get the better of Malkin. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Yeah, unfortunate. The unfortunate thing with Malkin is, I mean, he's he's obviously a fantastic player, but he's made a living off of high danger plays, right? Like he's that's been his thing. He takes the puck into places where most players would steer completely clear. He drives through, you know, three or four players. He doesn't care. He just goes mm-hmm. through. Uh. He make he forces passes that most players wouldn't make. You know, you you got he's really good at it, and half the time he's gonna land that beautiful, perfect pass through like three guys' sticks. But the times where it doesn't work, it's just huge turnovers. They go yeah. the other way, and then he's the last guy back. Gotta love him. Like unfortunately, he's just he's just not that player anymore i think he needs to adapt his game for uh and uh, i just don't know if he's willing to do that you know like he got players like crosby obviously who you know went through all those injuries that he did and he completely changed the focus of his game he went from a, a fast flying forward like mcdavid making huge big plays on quick uh you know quick up and down plays and uh, now he's he's more of a grinder. He gets into the corners. He plays those loose pucks. He plays the body in front of the net. He tips pucks in. That's his thing. Best grinder out there, honestly. And, you know, <laughs> he completely changed the way he plays and stayed relevant, even with all of the injuries he had. Unfortunately, Malkin just hasn't made that transition. I'd really like him to – I'd really like to see him do that, though. Yeah, it would be nice for sure. Um, the Pens – Actually play tonight versus Boston. Uh, some players to watch for Boston. Linus Olmark, he has a 9.45 save percentage. Hasn't lost a game yet. Patrice Bergeron, turn it back the clock. Four goals, nine, uh, four goals, five assists. And uh, wow. Pasa has 17 points, and I think that makes him number two in the league for points right now. I have a list somewhere. Number, yeah, he's number two, I think. So. Pretty legit team, hot team. We'll see what the Penguins do tonight. Um, they play at 8 o'clock on ESPN, so 30 minutes from now, from when we're recording. I, I'm probably going to tune in. I'm pro- Like I said, I'm probably going to have the Islanders on the other screen, but definitely yeah. will be watching those. I'll those definitely games. be watching. Like I said, yeah, Boston, I don't think, has really been tested this season. So if the Penguins give them a good 
hard, competitive game. I I think this could be telling. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's, I'm definitely going to watch. Um, and that kind of, I think, will conclude our hockey talk here. Um, but I wanted to move on to another hockey subject. It's the ho- hockey pop culture. Um, I'll just let, say a few things, and we can go into our reverse retro rankings, since I think that's pretty fun. Um Woo! I definitely mentioned it before. McDavid's almost at 500 games played. Uh, right now, he's at 715 points in 496, maybe Oops, sir. a little bit more. That's 1.44 uh, points per game average, and that's number four all time and highest for active players. There are three players that I can just think of off the top of my head. Do you guys know who have a little bit lower uh points per game than him that well, are active. Crosby, obviously and Crosby's number seven 1.27 there's someone who else also is on the penguins Malkin is number 11 at 1.17 and this next guy kind of surprised me is Artemi Panarin he's at 1.12 and he's probably like 17th all time for points per game he's only played like 500 games but also is like wow like I didn't realize and Aaron was that good. <laughs> like he's been he's been really good in the time he's played, been in the league. He came in at what twenty six too. Yeah, he's he was pretty old. And he's been playing with great players like Patrick Kane. I guess he also did play for Columbus, and no one's really that good at Columbus. But Rangers, he's been making it up for sure with Sabinajad and everyone. Um, I I did want to touch one more thing on McDavid. Just like what he like his legacy like. He needs to win cups, right, to be considered to be one of the all-time greats. At this point in Sid's career, I I don't remember if he he they at least were challenging for cups. I'm pretty well, sure at this point uh, they either lost to the Red Wings or the year we won. Like is, is one of those Sid, years. Because I think it's Sid his won a cup year. It would have been 2010, four years. Well, it's, it's full, right? yeah, 2000, 2009, yeah. Four yeah. years into the league, so I mean, that's definitely past McDavid's at 500 games played, basically, and he was injured his rookie year, so it's just like, I mean, he's obviously one of the best scorers of all time, without a doubt, one of the best offensive players, but do you need to win cups to be a Hall of Fame player? I mean, it's not, hard to say. Not when you're Connor McDavid, no. He's, he is yeah. a lock. I'd say just based off the offensive talent, you're probably correct. I think in a normal circumstance, most people, you need to have hardware. Um, a lot of individual, at least, hardware. He has the individual hardware, which I think would push him in. I mean, like, what? He's like three heart trophies or some shit already, and he's been in the league for five years. Like, the, the dude. Oh, he's a, he's been on. longer than that. Time is flying, David. I know. Mm. Five, six years. Like, <laughs> I was surprised to see he's at 500 games play. I'm like, holy shit. I thought he was still a rookie. Like, um, yeah, but my other two tidbit points of like, just, you know, hockey, uh, pop culture here, the senators were up for sale. I, t- I mentioned that earlier. They're evaluated like $655 million. This is seven months post death of Eugene Melnick, his daughter's own team. Apparently they've been really sorting out a lot of like firms to help them make this sale. Interested to see what the, the team will go. Like we did mention earlier, they were one of the lower, uh, what you call it, teams that fill the stadiums, lower populated teams. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Lower capacity, I don't know. They, but they do not fill the stadium. So maybe this next this next owner will 
address that. I feel like that's been a problem forever. Before Melnick's death, I do remember a fire of Melnick at one point. That's probably after the pens bounced them. Yeah, the big problem's been location. They're they're similar to Arizona where they just have a terrible arena location. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they just... Um, I'm reading it right now. They got land in downtown uh, Ottawa. That's good. So, you Apparently know, putting like 40 minutes outside of Ottawa or something. Yeah, like that. yeah it's it like in the middle of nowhere, which never helps. It's just, yeah, like you don't want to, I don't want to go to Cranberry to go to hockey. I mean, I'd rather go to the yeah. city to the center point, and I don't blame them. Um, another just little tidbit is Devin Dubnik officially retired. I think he played 13 years in the, in the NHL. He, very good. Not Hall of Fame, I'd say. I mean, I liked him as a kid. And it, did he play for the Sharks? No, no, he didn't play for the Sharks. No, Dubnik very did briefly he, did. Very did briefly. he play during the mm-hmm. cup run? I'm trying to remember. It was Martin Jones, I thought, actually. Martin Jones during the cup run. Dubnik played like his last, I don't know. He, he was twilight years he played there. Yeah, and he just always an average player, but stuck around for real long time so I mean shout out it's a good career fun career um and I I think we should just finish this off with the the reverse retro power rankings um I think that's pretty fun pretty fun subject um I rank them one for 32 I mean honestly they're kind of just into four categories on my list um I I judge them in a pretty simple way I mean I, the look is it look good? Do you like I how wear it? Yeah. The second <laughs> is the re- representation of reverse retro. I mean, why call it that yeah. if you're not gonna do a retro jersey in reverse colors, right? Um, my third category is would I want my team to wear it? And yeah, that was that was the three categories actually. <laughs> I don't have a fourth one, but yeah. Um. So, I don't know, Dunkle, you are the one that has the real eye for design. Do you want to list off maybe some of the best ones? You can go with can I share my screen? Does that work, Lord Ryan? Does that work? I think it should. Do you see it on your screen? We're about to. Let's try it. Yeah, if you see it on the share screen in the bottom, it should work. I don't know if it translates a video, Ooh. but I'm pretty sure it does. Oh, here we Ooh, go. Yeah, I see that. All right. So, yeah, I got five tiers here. I got perfect or damn close. Needs tweaked. Could have been great. Boring, but people will still buy them anyway. Mm. And dog one. (laughs) Okay, your list is way better than mine. Mm. I like this. I like the categories for sure. So, Uh, I I agree with this top list, I think. The top part. I agree with a lot of it, too. Um, I don't know. What's... yeah, Dunkle, take us through something here. Yeah. What, what, what ones do you like the most? I mean, the, well, the, the Penguins had the easiest job out of everybody here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they simple, and, you know, I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. It was the easiest job they possibly could have had. They couldn't have fucked it up. That's like my favorite uh, logo of the Yeah, Pons. me too, dude. Mm-hmm. It is so like, That's by far my favorite. So Florida's is bold. I love color. I'm all about it. I want to um, see like the sets of Miami. these teams as well. Like, I like, are they wearing just their normal pants, or are they wearing reverse retro pants? Like, oh, they'll, they'll have full uniforms. 
I, I just like it takes away a little bit. Like I feel like some teams could look better or worse depending on how that full. Kick sure. Yeah. I still think Florida will look sweet. I mm-hmm. Florida's like my second team. I love these unis as well. Oh, they're just they're very Miami, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm like I said, I'm all about color. Um, Vancouver, great throwback look. Mm-hmm. I love old throwback mm-hmm. looking jerseys, clean, simple. Um, LA I like the colors on that too. LA just needs to go back to purple and yellow full time. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is my one, I think, major disagreement on this list so far is that I just felt like that was in the uninspired area, kind of like the boring people, but people buy them. It's just because sure. like, how, like, I feel like this jersey has been done. Um, and like, I don't know, the whole reverse retro thing, this is where I kind of got like confused. Like what part of this is reversed or like, it's a retro jersey with white. Yeah. Is that what makes it reversed? Is, should it be purple or yellow? Well, their their originals, if I remember correctly, were a purple primary and a yellow secondary. I don't know if they had a white jersey. Okay. I I think that that makes more sense. I would bump it up more so, but it just like like, it felt uninspired, and I do think it's a sick jersey. I could see it. I'd wear Uh, it. I think the main reason I like it is I love that old crown logo. and I just, I just really love the forum blue and the gold. I don't know why they don't still have that color scheme. I don't know why more teams don't black use purple. Black and white is so boring on the, on their current mm-hmm. uniform. It's just yeah, let's let's go black, silver. white, and silver. How cool! Yeah. Like that's um, not royalty colors. If you're the Kings, just just t- putting it out there. <laughs> I liked it when they were purple and black back in the day with the Los Angeles across the bottom. It might not look the best, yeah. but I thought I thought it looked cool. I I agree actually. Like I remember my one of my earliest memories of a hockey video game is like NHL 2001, and I always mm-hmm. picked the them because they had sick uniforms and Rob mm-hmm. Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Blake. Robitaille. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh man. Mm-hmm. Little did um, I know. But yeah, go ahead, continue. Sorry. Love Calgary's jersey. It's something a little different. I actually did a concept very similar to this. I just didn't have the bottom stripe. That's what you I think it's a great. I, it's just a good mm-hmm. look. I like it a lot. I think it's something different. It's unique, um, and it's it's bright, which I I also mm-hmm. really like. I I don't like black jerseys that aren't don't have some bright elements. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah contrast. Exactly. Um, needs tweaked. I love. I I like that St. Louis went full throwback. I just. Mm. This is I my like biggest having, uh, disagreement. I like I, I like this one. I think the stripes need changed. You yeah, know, the like stripes I, look weird. That's my main thing. I would tweak the stripes, make them thicker. Um, like I said, I like throwbacks like this. It's it's obviously not something I'd want full time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it's a fun throwback. Uh, it's the same thing with Boston, right? Like Boston, I I don't like this logo at all. Oh but, man. You know, it's it's history. Boston likes this here. stuff. Um, I love that. I, I love this one. Teddy bear. I think it's sick. I think this one looks so cool. Uh, I, I, I just, I just like think, the bear. <laughs> I, I think know. it needs more gold on it. I think gold numbers would have helped it a lot. Um, sharks again. It's it's a throwback. It is what it, it's supposed to be. I would probably just tweak the pattern a little bit. Um, yeah, I see. I do not be that. So ridiculous. That could have been so much cooler. 
Like it really could have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's meant to look like the Oakland Seals or the mm-hmm. California Golden Seals. It's, or whatever. It yeah. fulfills its purpose. Um, yeah. I think it could have been done a little better. Washington needs more blue. I think that's one of the uh, best ones, honestly. I love that. Maybe I not so reverse. Actually, there was a white uniform, so it is, I guess, reverse. Yeah. I just think that it's, one looks... It's, they it's had a blue, blue one, it's, too. It's more blue, anyway. I also yeah. think the um, history behind that uniform is, like, OV kind of coming to the league, which makes it even mm-hmm. cooler. That was another thing, actually. I, that was probably my fourth thing that I had at one point, is, like, the history behind it. Kind of cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always like, hated that. I really like that Capitals logo. I wish they'd go yeah, back me to too. it. I was literally about to say, I actually hate that logo. <laughs> You don't like it. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know why. It just it just com- seems very like. I mean, compare it to literally having the word "capitals" written on your jersey. Yeah, and, like, that one's not great. Either, just awful. Either, yeah, that one's not great either. I just don't yeah. like the eagle, like the way the eagle looks. I, I like the. I, I do really like their current eagle. Um, they just don't use it at all. Yeah, yeah I, I I'd agree with that. I I think that, that eagle's way better in my opinion, but mm-hmm. I obviously outnumbered here. <laughs> Uh, they, they they both have their merits for sure. I liked Dallas's. I just think the striping on the bottom needs to match the striping on the sleeves. Um, yeah, same. I I like them. Unimpressive. Mm-hmm. I like Vegas's a lot, to be honest. More, I've started to grow on them. I liked the red uniform one they had, and I think it might yeah. be like a play off of that one. Their red ones are so slick. I I kind of yeah. wish they would have brought something back for that. I. I like this jersey. I like the idea behind it. I think it needs a different font. I think that font looks like shit. <laughs> it does look weird. Um, Islanders could have been great if they had put some fucking teal on that. Hmm. Yep. Um, it's just boring. It's really boring. They turned a really cool, weird jersey into something really bland and dumb. Um, Montreal needs a little bit more red. I just, they literally swapped one color and said, hey, it's done. Hmm. Uh, I kind of hate Colorado's. I put that in my miss category. Colorado, so. It looks like I a said, shittier version great. of Columbus, honestly. Like, I, uh, I wanted a full-blown uh, Rockies throwback. I, they should have just went with the, the Rockies jersey pattern and yeah. just a yeah. full Rockies throwback. Yeah. Um, Ducks. Just the wrong colors. Yeah, bore, it's <laughs> just boring. Yeah, <laughs> but like, if, I if they the wrong colors on there, that's all. If they insist on keeping these colors, then I would love to see that be like the primary jersey they wear, just permanently. Yes. Because dear God, they have the worst uniforms in the league right now. There's like, so normally. much going on. Not even close, really. There's just too much going on. They have five fucking colors. Yeah. Yeah. It's too many colors. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> it is too many. Uh, the Jets need to ditch the two-tone blue. They look so much better in red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. I like the, the Devils one, personally. I liked the Devils. I Again, I just they wish they gone. went with a full-blown Chiefs. Uh, full KC scouts. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rangers did the same thing as last year. Rangers have that jersey every year. Like I don't even know how <laughs> yeah. to reverse retro. Rangers did the exact same jerseys last year. I've always loved that logo though. It's a cool logo. It's just like boring. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's not reverse retro. Like mm-hmm. you, you've well, done they, that. They, they just put it in the normal Rangers colors. Yeah. 
They they took it from uh, the dark blue and made it the normal ranger blue, pretty much. Wow, they're they're wild this year. Yeah. Columbus needs uh, to get over themselves and rebrand to the cannon because their logo yes. that they rebranded to sucks. Dude, I, I my criticism was put the fucking cannon on and that thing is sick. That is a sick jersey. I don't know. I like that logo that they got there with the flag and everything, but just it looks so odd with like it's this reverse it, retro and then it's like here's this modern thing that we have and it doesn't I have mean it. it's better than their first logo with the streamer oh, yeah, one of the yeah, thing going was, around. That was horrible. And and the bug <laughs> the bug wearing the Civil War hat was like the <laughs> dumbest logo I've ever seen. That's a really Speaking of dumb logos, Meth Predator. Predators. Yeah. Meth Tiger. Yeah. That 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 one's just boring. I don't like the Nashville at the top, like real small, like that makes it look like it wants to be a football jersey, but it's not. They do though. That is the thing. Like they wish they were a football team. I, I don't know what Nashville fight. has against their uh, skull logo, which is dope, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's why they're called the Predators. They discovered yeah. a freaking saber-toothed tiger while digging out to build the arena like play yeah, off of their that. skull the, the skull logo is sweet i don't know why they won't use it i think they should use it more often i think it's really cool um i actually did not know that fact yeah that's pretty sweet mm-hmm. yeah uh, further along like down like did like at least i just like have to say about them like I, I my major gripe is that you have two of my favorite jerseys in the dog water, which is okay. Well, I'm guessing it's these two, right? Tampa and yeah. No, okay, I'm sorry. Well, Look, yeah, you you uh, like the gimmick jerseys. I fucking hate them. I think Tampa's I'll wait till I give my sick. list to say what I want about that. I like their I like their their stuff there. I I think that both of those are good. Let me put it this way: they're the only reason they're in dog water is because I personally don't like them. That being mm. said, people are gonna buy the fuck out of these. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now my only problem with Arizona's really is it's the same jersey as last year. That's all right. They made no, it better. They no, made it look well, less stupid. The thing less for horrible. me, the thing for me is, is last last thing? time. Last year la- I didn't like it. Well, last time with the purple, it was like the desert at nighttime now with the orange it's like the desert in the daytime I oh i guess yeah I, I thought the same thing when like i that. first saw it i was like ah, it's the same thing but it, it's grown on me the more i've looked at it i kind of like the colors they're they it really feels like i like the arizona. colors more i, will I say think I like it feels arizona is, is why is exactly mm-hmm. um and and just for we're almost at like two hours so i don't want to make this a super long pod so if mm-hmm. if you have any other ones that you want to point out, let's throw Schwanks on and we can we can end after. Oh, okay, after all right. Well, my last my last thing I want to bring up is Detroit needs to fucking try one of these days. They're really starting to piss yeah. me off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. really ugly jerseys. Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't want my team to wear it. I think they no. missed whatever they went for. Why not? What use they the went D? for was Chicago. Yeah, they copied yeah. Chicago. Oh shit! I, I don't know. Do today. <laughs> Detroit has a lot of history to pull from, and it bothers me that the franchise could give two flying fucks. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, anyway, all right. Yeah, uh, uh, let's. I'm not gonna. Uh, on this. Real quick too, before Schwank does his, was um, Seattle. I like Seattle uh, that as like an alternative jersey, 
But looking back at like the Seattle Metropolitans, which is the yeah. team so there, yeah. you so could definitely better. play a reverse retro off one of those and make it way better. Like I like yeah. this jersey, just not for a reverse retro. You should yeah. play off of the Metropolitans and then use yes. it as an alternate. I think they, they should have they should have just done the Metropolitans jersey in the Seattle Kraken colors, and it would have been great. Yeah, that's. What I think I that's thinking. what they kind of tried to do, and they just didn't do a very good job at it. Uh, yeah, they've been missing on these retro things for. Oh, yeah, that, got that's like the, the whole. That's the one. Okay. Wow, that is wow. ridiculous looking. It's like a Christmas sweater. That's like an actual sweater. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it. But in in the Kraken colors, I think that would be pretty. That'd be cool. really yeah. sick. Yeah. All right, let me bring yeah, up. Right, so let's go over yours and then real finish quick. up there. And I appreciate you having you guys on. You guys have been good guests talking. I'm so always that's, down that's to talk fun. hockey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. we see it. All right, so yeah. I'll just start bottom to top and some big differences here. So with St. Louis, that's a prototype logo from 1967, and there's a reason it was a prototype. <laughs> the The logo looks like it belongs on the front of like a psychedelic blues rock album oh from God. 1967. Yeah, you're, oh you're 100% God. right. Um, with Tampa Bay, wrong. with Tampa <laughs> oh, Bay, I liked the original. I liked the blue version, but for some reason, the white version, I it looks like a roller hockey jersey to me. And <laughs> inline hockey has the worst jerseys you'll ever see in your life. Chicago and Detroit, um, I see what they tried to do. It's terrible. The fonts are like the first font you pull up when you open Microsoft Word. Um, Ottawa, I never liked the original version of that jersey. I don't like the black version. I love that logo. I'm very glad they brought it back. I though. love that logo, too. The Hurricanes piss me off uniform-wise because they went from having one of the best looks in the entire league with the storm warning flag across the bottom and everything. And now they wear that terrible black jersey as their home jersey. And then the problem I have with this jersey and their road jersey both is that stupid canes across the front. I can't stand it when teams do that. When they do canes, when the Lightning did bolts, when the Senators did sends. Just if the Penguins ever put pens on across the front of their jersey, I'm burning one out next to the Mario. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> um, same thing with Kansas City. Or I'm so I wish they had gone Kansas City with the Devils there, but they didn't. Uh, I feel like Toronto has put out slightly different versions of the same jersey every two years since I was a child. Um, <laughs> Montreal, I think this is supposed to go expos. back to the montreal expos which yeah. is the team that their mascot up originally uh was for but reverse this is about your team's history not a baseball yeah. team's history um minnesota wild let's just put the wild logo on a north stars jersey you know who's gonna Literally. notice Philadelphia is really boring. I only put him in the C tier because they're bringing back the long pants for the warm-ups, and that takes a lot of balls, I think. <laughs> um, Winnipeg, same thing. The double blue is boring. Uh, Columbus, I I kind of like it because I think the lighter blue is supposed to be kind of like the the jackets that they're named after, the old that the U.S. wore in the Civil War, but yes. I could be wrong about that. No, you're so, 100% right. Which I think they should have leaned into more this entire time. Why not look they like they were the originally logo. supposed to be baby blue and navy blue as their primary color scheme, and then they got turned in the red, white, and blue. 
Which I guess I is because what the of reasoning that. was. I, think I guess the, the Ohio flag or something. I don't know. I think it was that. Yeah. And I think the owner was People like in that. Ohio love their flag. Every time I go there, I see it everywhere. Um, <laughs> Seattle, I moved so further up. Uh, Buffalo, it's. I love the goat head logo. It's. It's could have been better, but it whatever. Uh, Florida, I love how it represents Florida, the sunshine and everything. Rangers, I just like the jersey. Um, same with Calgary and these other guys here. Um, I totally agree with the Islanders. They took what they brought back the Gorton's fishermen. They brought back the wavy lines and the wavy font and everything, and still somehow managed to make all of that look really boring. Um, San Jose, I think it'd be cool to put like the Sharks logo on the front of that. That alone might make it look a little a little better. I don't know. I actually really like Edmonton's. Um, I like the darker colors. I always like the the um the little oil gear drop logo there. A lot of people didn't like it, and I understand why, but. Uh, I like it. like an anime or something. That's why it's just like mm-hmm. it's almost jarring to see on a hockey uniform. It's not what you're used to when you think of the Cartoonish, Oilers maybe. and the classic logo yeah. with the Oilers across the front and everything. And a lot of agreement here with the top jerseys. I've always mm-hmm. loved that Washington jersey there. I love the Vancouver. I love the colors. I love the Johnny Canuck logo. I could do without the numbers on the front, but whatever. And the Vegas one, the thing about the Vegas one you're never going to see it in an actual NHL game, but the fact that it glows in the dark is the most <laughs> Las Vegas thing ever. And it sure makes does. and it keeps me from putting it in the A tier, which is where I wanted to put it because it looks like a Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins al- alternate uniform. Oh, yeah. And once I realized that, I couldn't unsee it. Wow, you might have just ruined that jersey for me. Wow. <laughs> Just it turn really the lights is. off and see the glowing colors instead. And you know, I like the teddy bear logo for Boston. I it. it, I can see, I can totally understand why people don't like it. You don't really want a, a ton of intricate detail in logos. You want it to be easy to reproduce and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, I like it. So yeah, that's just a quick run through of yeah. how I about all those jerseys and of course the penguins they finally brought back and just one point about that logo we're all in agreement that we love that logo i don't think people realize how much of penguins history is represented in that logo the best penguins team of all time the 92 93 team was the first team to wear that logo the prime years and then dog of- water teams Well, in the 90s, they were great. And you had the prime years of Yager's career. You had the prime years of Mario's career. And then if you look at photos of Evgeny Malkin when he got drafted in his rookie year, or Sidney Crosby when he got drafted in his first two seasons, what logo was on their shoulder? That logo. So a lot of people hated it when it first came out in the early 90s. They're like, we just won the Cups back-to-back. This new ownership group comes in, changes how the team looks entirely. We don't like it. It's 1992. We're not used to seeing these modern logos and stuff like that. I'm going to say something a little controversial here. I don't think the Skating Penguin is the greatest logo Yeah, I I don't... I mean, I it's like, the greatest ever. So I, I agree with you. The skating penguin is kind of, you know, it's not my favorite either. Mm-hmm. But the old skating penguin from the 90s was badass. I wish mm-hmm. they would just bring that penguin back. Yeah. It's just a little different. It looks older. It looks meaner. It does. It's yeah. just, it's a better I know logo. exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the 
nitpicky thing about the um, Penguins reverse retro, re- my goodness, reverse retro that I hope they don't do that they did with their third jersey right now. I want them to bring back just the plain black pants because the current pants with the thick stripe on the side just makes the whole uniform as a whole look a little bit too busy. I think if they just went with the plain black pants, it would look better. But I that's, agree with you completely. That's yeah, it's like it's it. a small complaint, but I'm just happy they brought back the the Robo Penguin, and I wish they put it on the third jersey. As I as I say, I think we all are at this point. Like I, I think uh, it's one of my favorite. Of, a little tidbit of uh, information. The reason I'm pretty sure, anyway, I've heard this many times. I guess the reason that the Penguins ditched the Robo Penguin and never went back is Lemieux's super superstitious. Mm. Uh, and he blamed that Robo Penguin logo for the Penguins' loss in '93. I remember hearing that he didn't like that logo. I, I didn't know that was the reason why. I thought he just didn't like how it looked, but that actually makes he, a ton of sense. I'm pretty sure he thinks it's cursed, which is, you know, mm-hmm. that Uh-oh. totally tracks. Well, if if they lose every game in this jersey, he's going to use whatever uh, influence he still has to get oh, that jersey taken away. Yeah, he'll never wear it again. No. If Crosby gets another concussion with this. Fucking... <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, like the that like there. that dark blue jersey from 2011. I hated that one too, honestly. I don't yeah. think the Penguins will ever wear blue again. I hope not. I, Crosby's playing anyway. I hope I not. I didn't like that trend. I mean, the light blue ones looked good, but it it when you went to uh Mellon Arena and then um saw energy center for a while there you didn't know what team was playing because you saw blue everywhere <laughs> that's funny <laughs> well i mean hey that i mean that pretty much wraps it up guys i, I appreciate having you guys on i don't i'm not gonna pop out my yeah. tier list because honestly i kind of just gave it as talking to you guys mm. but I, I appreciate the hard work <laughs> you guys put in definitely yeah. have you back on here for sure yeah it was it was oh, a yeah, great no, time yeah. thanks for having me yeah, and maybe we can collaborate a little bit on some kind of subject we can, you know, all talk about or something. We can figure yeah. something out. Sure. Absolutely. You got anything for us, Ryan? No, just thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah. No you. problem. Like I said, thanks for having us. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, uh, thanks, Dave. Yeah, and thanks to anyone who might be still listening, listening to us babble. We appreciate you as well. Mm-hmm. Have a good day, and I mean the pens are about to start, so let's go pens. All right, let's yeah. go pens. Let's Woo! go. Right, go pens. <laughs> let's go pens. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Boston Bruins in it. <laughs>